0: Today we begin a new series called DNA. We're going to be talking about the values, the vision, and the mission of City View Church in the weeks to come. But today I want to talk to you about who we are in Christ Jesus. Who we are in Christ Jesus. Now, one time a large sum of money was given to a trustee to give it to another person who was struggling financially, not necessarily because the person didn't know how to deal with money, but because he was a he was a pastor in an old small country town and he just didn't have enough money. So thinking that the amount was huge that was given to him to give to this person, he didn't send it all at once. As a matter of fact, the gentleman was entrusted with a large sum of money, decided to afford just a little bit of money here and there along the way. And along the way, on, on the bottom of every note with the check that came in, it said, more to follow. And of course, in a few weeks, the man received another envelope containing the same amount and with the same message, more to follow. And at regular intervals, there came a third and a fourth. In fact, They continued with those cheering words, more to follow. How many of you would like to get one of those this year? Amen. More to follow, more to follow, and so forth, until the entire sum was received. I don't know what the amount was, but it was a pretty substantial amount. And if you think about it, we can relate to that person. Not necessarily because we received a large sum of money, but because all the good things that we have received always come from God, and there's an attachment to everything that comes from God. And the word is, for this year, more to follow. Amen. There's more to follow. And matter of fact, I love what Charles Spurgeon, the prince of preachers, said about the grace of God. And we, we sang about it this morning. And he said, When God forgives our sins, there's more forgiveness to follow. He justifies us in the righteousness of Christ, but there's more to follow. He adopts us into his family, but there's more to follow. He prepares for us heaven, but there's more to follow. He gives us grace, but there's more to follow. He helps us even in our old age, but there is still more to follow. Aren't you thankful that in Christ Jesus, there is more to follow in 2022 than in 2021? Amen. Somebody give him praise. I'm so thankful for the grace of God. I'm so thankful for his truth that sets us free through, and it's through his grace, and it's through his truth that we discover Who we are as followers of Christ Jesus, despite our mishaps, despite our failures, despite our sinful nature. There are tools that God gives us to go forward and to help us to understand so that we can do the things he desires for us to do in our lives and through our lives. Now, before we dive into the value and the vision and the mission, like I said, over the next several weeks, I think it's important for us to know as a church. I think it's extremely important for us to know as Christians who we are in Christ Jesus. For instance, when someone gives their life to Christ and makes him their Lord and Savior, there are some things that we experience. Do you remember that day that you gave your life to Jesus? Do you recall what, where you were at? Maybe you were in a, in a room, maybe you were watching TV, maybe you were at a crusade, maybe you were at a camp, but you experienced some things in your heart and in your mind that maybe even in that, in that moment you began to weep and you began to cry, not because of tears of sadness but because of tears of joy because you experienced some things in that moment. How many of you remember, how many of you can recall those moments in your life where you felt something that you had never felt before? Don't ever lose that in your mind. Don't ever lose that in your mind when you go through the heartaches and the hurts of life and so forth. So I want you to remember on this first Sunday of a new year, of a new year, what those things are. And the first one I want you to remember is through Christ Jesus we are accepted and we are forgiven. We are accepted and we are forgiven. Maybe when you were a little kid, you used to, you know, line up and people would pick, you know, there was two captains and they would start picking players to play, you know, dodgeball or whatever it may be. And there you were and you're just hoping that you'll be, you're hoping you'll be accepted, but you're hoping that you're not the last person picked. You're just praying, like, let them pick me, like, second or third or fourth. But there's something about it when you're accepted into that team, uh, accepted in friendships and so forth. It's, It's one of the most amazing things. And Paul, in the beginning of the book of Ephesians, which is a great book, and I would encourage you to read that book, reminds us that we are God's people. And not only are we God's people, but we're receiving these spiritual blessings that literally can blow our minds to what God wants to give us in our lives. Even though we are a culture living with ungodly issues, even though we're a culture of bad habits, even though we're sinful, we have sinful hangups, people find it very hard to forgive themselves. Sometimes you find it hard to forgive yourselves or even to forgive someone else who's hurt you or or done things to you or, or whatever it may be, and they feel like God won't really ever forgive them. That God won't really accept them because of what they've done in the past. Yes, God is not pleased with our sinful nature. Yes, he's a God of mercy, but he's a God of justice as well. But his ultimate desire is to change us. His ultimate desire is to transform us as we grow in his precepts, as we grow in his word, as, as we grow in his ways. And we seek to do his will rather than our will. So if you're able to, and you can see what's going to be up on the screen, I would like you to join me. So if you're able to stand, would you stand right now? And we're going to read God's Word, and we're going to read Ephesians 1, 6 through 10. It's about six slides that we're going to be reading all together. So let's find a a screen to find, and let's read this out loud together. So we praise God for the glorious grace He has poured out on us who belong to His dear Son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins, and he showed us his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Father, thank you for this time. Lord God, we thank you for this opportunity to grow in your word this year, Lord God, like never before. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. You guys did a wonderful job. Now, one of our positions in Christ Jesus that we need to remember daily is that we are accepted and that we are forgiven and that we have been chosen by his infinite love. As we receive communion together on this first Sunday, we're reminded of that, that the price has been paid the price has been paid because of Jesus' death on the cross. And today, all he wants to do, this is all Jesus wants to do this year. is He just wants to get what he paid for. He just wants to get what he paid for in you and in me this year and in our lives. And he desires to do that in incredible ways. Why? Because he wants to have a real relationship with each one of us. Unfortunately, a lot of times, we might look at our problems. We focus so much on our issues and our problems, but Jesus looks at us and sees nothing but a promise. He doesn't look at mistakes in our lives. We might see our messes, but Jesus looks at us and sees a miracle of someone who is fearfully and wonderfully made. We view things through conditional lenses. Have you ever noticed that? We look at things conditionally. Well, if that person does this for me, then I'll do that for them. We look at people and we view things through conditional lenses. But Jesus looks at us through the lens of his unconditional, limitless love for you and for me. When you see yourself as a less than or who doesn't belong, Jesus declares that you are more than a conqueror who wants you to know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. When you feel guilty, Jesus says that you're forgiven, you're clean, and you're free. Hebrews 10, 12 through 13 says, But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor and at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. Church, I want you to listen to me this morning. I want you to under. I want to encourage each of you to remember that no matter what you experience in 2022, that you are accepted and that you are forgiven. Amen? I want you to understand that it's his divine mercy. It's the gift of God's grace that saves us, that develops within us a new life and transforms us in the renewing of our minds. We need to stand on the platform of his, of his amazing grace more than the platform of our trials and our negativity or our mistakes. No matter what emotional baggage we have, or perhaps negative or destructive thoughts the enemy is putting into your mind, when you choose to receive and focus on the grace that God has given you, that is the first step that will, you will begin to develop in experiencing freedom, and you will begin to realize who you are in Christ Jesus. When you and I choose to believe in our hearts and our minds that we are accepted, that we are forgiven, that is when guilt, that is when condemnation, that is when manipulation And that is when accusations from Satan will be silenced. Amen. We need to remember that. Some of the other things I want you to remember this year, throughout this year, is that through Christ Jesus, we are positioned. We are empowered, and we are created with a purpose. You are positioned, you are empowered, and you are created with a purpose. You see, once you and I recognize and realize who we are in Christ and literally what God has given us, something in the supernatural will begin to change in our hearts and our minds. Once you know who you are in Christ, you will really discover how life is really about living through Christ Jesus. I want you to understand that you have been empowered with the spirit of wisdom, with the spirit of revelation and knowledge from the Lord your God as you grow in His Word and in the power of His might. I want you to understand you can experience the peace of God to card your heart and your mind throughout this year. You have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and now you are free. You are not barely free. You are abundantly free this morning. I want you to understand that. You have been abundantly free from being held captive as a slave to sin, and the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within each, every single one of us. His glorious inheritance is within us. We need to remember that we are positioned with power and authority in Jesus' name to live a godly life. Why do I believe that? 2 Peter 1.3 says this, his divine power has given us everything we, everyone say everything. everything. Everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. But there's a key. There's a key that you need to unlock those things that I just talked about. And the key is this, friends. You have to believe what he says is true. And a lot of times we don't do that. Ephesians 1, 18 through 19 says this. This is what Paul said. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his uncomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength. When you and I allow the power of the Holy Spirit to touch our lives... His supernatural transformation will deliver us from from our hangups and our hurts that we'll experience this year. And it'll move us towards becoming overcomers, propelling us toward a specific purpose that God has called each and every single one of us to in this lifetime. I want you to understand what it says in Ephesians 2, 1 through 9. You can turn there in your Bible or you can see it up on the screen. But I want you to remember as we go into this next year, you are positioned, you are empowered, and you are created for a purpose. Listen to what it says. But God is so rich in his mercy, he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as an example of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. Verse 8, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. It is time to start believing. It is time to start receiving the fact that you are positioned to experience more of his peace in 2022. As you're empowered by the Holy Spirit, you, are, you were created for purpose and for passion to do His will. Now, is there anyone in this room that has ever seen the Golden Gate Bridge? Is there anyone in this room that's ever driven across the Golden Gate Bridge or walked across or taken a picture of it or pretending like you were holding it in your hand on the other side or something like that? Some of us have done those things. Well, during the building of the Golden Gate Bridge over the San Francisco Bay, construction fell badly behind schedule. The reason why it, be- it became uh, falling behind badly in its schedule is because several workers had accidentally fallen from the scaffolding to their desks. So engineers and administrators could not find a solution to the cost of the de- delays. And finally, someone came up with this idea of a gigantic net, a gigantic net to be hung under the bridge to catch anyone who fell. And despite the enormous cost, the engineers opted for the net. They said, let's do it. Let's build this huge net And after it was installed, progress was hardly interrupted. It was hardly interrupted, and a worker or two fell into the net. But let me tell you something, friends, they were saved. They were saved. Ultimately, all the time lost to fear was regained by replacing fear with faith in the net. I want you to understand this morning, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, always remember that you are under a new management, that you are under a new net, amen? That you don't have to fear what's coming your way. You see, the old manager in your life was you and me before Christ took control of our lives. And I want you to understand that as the old manager and under the old system where we had no net, we were dead in our transgression and sins. We were following the ways of this world. We were bound by fear in our failures. We were disobedient children to God the Father. We were separate from Christ Jesus. We were outsiders to God's way without hope as strangers to God. But when that new net came, when we find ourselves under this new management, I want you to understand that you have been raised up with Christ. You have been renovated as God's handiwork, created to do good works, which God has prepared for us to do in advance. We have been reconciled to God, and literally now we have access to him. We are members of God's household. We are alive with Christ. And we need to remember as we go through 2022, we need to pause or we need to stop and give thanks to our amazing Savior for all the great things he has done. Amen? Amen? To God be the glory for the great things he has done. God doesn't say that you can do whatever you want for three months out of 12. God doesn't say to you, okay, well, you do your own thing for six months, and I'll get you for six months. No, it's, it's, it's either all or nothing. You and I need to remember that. When we put our faith in Christ Jesus, he comes in and he takes priority of our hearts, our minds, and our lives, and we should desire for him to take priority of every, every aspect of our lives, our finances, our relationships, our emotions, our bodies, everything that we have belongs to God. But we want to be in control. We want to have the remote. We want to be in charge and all those things. And here's the thing that when we try to do that, here's what happens, friends. We can't fix ourselves. You try so many times to do certain things, and you keep tripping and falling, tripping and falling. And you're wondering, why can't I do this thing that I want to do? Because we can't fix ourselves. Only God in his infinite power, in his infinite love, in his infinite grace and mercy and strength can fix us. Yes, we have to say yes more to his will and to his ways more than ours. Not my will, but your will be done. That's got to be our desire. That's got to be who we are. I love what 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ, everybody say anyone. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. Why is it that we love a new year? It's because all those things we experienced in the year before are gone. It's just like a light switch comes on. The old life is gone and a new life is gone has begun. So, church, I want you to understand today who you are in Christ. You're accepted. You're forgiven. You're empowered. You're positioned. You're created for a purpose. But I want you to understand what the word of God says to each one of us this morning. In Colossians 2.10, we're reminded that you are complete in him who is the head over all rule and authority of every angelic and earthly power. You are free from the law of sin and death according to Rook. Romans 8 and 2. You are born of God, and the evil one cannot touch you, according to 1 John 5.18. You have the mind of Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 2.16. You are an overcomer, because greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world, according to 1 John 4.4. 4. You have received abundant grace and the gift of righteousness and reign in life through Christ Jesus, according to Romans 5.17. God supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, according to Philippians 4.19. In all circumstances, you need to live by faith in God and extinguish all the flaming darts and attacks of the enemy, according to Ephesians 6.16. You were chosen by God who called you out of the darkness of sin into the light and the life of Christ so that you can proclaim the excellence and the greatness of who God is according to 1 Peter 2.9. You are born again. You are spiritually transformed. You are renewed. You are set apart for God's purpose through the living and the everlasting word of God, according to 1 Peter 1.23. You are a joint heir with Christ, according to Romans 8, 17. You are an ambassador of Christ, for Christ, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 20. You are a part of a chosen generation. You are a part of a royal priesthood. You are a part of a holy nation. You are a purchased people, according to 1 Peter 2, 9. You are the head and not the tail. You are going up and not down in your life as you choose to trust in God, according to Deuteronomy twenty eight thirteen. You are the light of the world, according to Matthew five fourteen. You are forgiven. You are justified through Christ. You have a compassionate heart. You have kindness and humility of meekness and patience, according to Romans eight thirty three and Colossians three twelve. You have been redeemed, forgiven of all of your sin and made clean through the blood of Christ, according to Ephesians 1, 17. You have been rescued from the domain and the power of darkness and brought into God's kingdom, according to Colossians 1, 13. You are healed and whole in Jesus, according to Isaiah 53, 5. You are saved by God's grace, raised with Christ and seated with him in heavenly places, according to Ephesians 2, 5 through 6. You are greatly loved by God, according to John 3, 16 you can press on each day to fulfill god's plan for your life because you live to please him according to philippians three fourteen. and you are not ruled by fear because the holy spirit lives in you and gives you the power he gives you love and he gives you self-control according to second timothy 1:17. do you know who you are in christ today somebody give him praise this is not a dead church you are not a dead person you are alive because of who Christ Jesus is, in. and as His children, God wants us to do more of this in 2022. I really believe this. Micah 6:8 says, "No, O oh people, The Lord has told you what is good, and this is what He requires of you. Sometimes, what is God's will for my life? What does God want me to do? Well Micah 6:8 gives us the antidote. Three simple things: Do what is right. Do what is right. Love mercy and walk humbly with your God. That is his will for you to do in 2022. That is God's will for me to do in 2022. Every head is bowed and eyes are closed in this holy moment. Today, what do you need to experience more? What do you desire to experience more in 2022? Maybe his acceptance. Maybe you're looking, you know, there's that old song. I don't know who, I don't know if it's, Mickey Gillis or who it was, but looking for love in all the wrong places. You see, we all want to be loved. We all want to be needed, and we all want to be, we want a a sense of belonging. We all want those things. But today, maybe you just need to accept God and remind yourself throughout this year that His banner over you is love. Some of you need to embrace that banner. You don't even think that banner, you deserve that banner over your head. But maybe you need more of his acceptance this year. Do you need more of his forgiveness because you find it hard to forgive yourself or perhaps even others who have wronged you or hurt you? And maybe there's, there's, there's names or there's pictures of people that you can think of that have done certain things to you this past year or even this new year that you realize if, if, if God forgives me, then who am I to try to be God? You may not forget what happened, but you can forgive. You can forgive. You can can forgive. And and, and maybe this morning you just need God's forgiveness. Do You need his power to assist you more in 2022 in overcoming certain habits that, that you don't like that you do or in certain emotions that you deal with. You need his power. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, get let that in. Let that just soak into your mind right now. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives, dwells within those who proclaim Jesus as Lord. Just, just let that sink in for a moment. Have you have you, have you raised anyone from the dead? No, but that same Spirit dwells within you. so that you can overcome those emotions that you deal with. And third, you need His grace. Maybe you want to give your life to Christ or maybe you want to rededicate your life to Him today more than ever before as, as we begin this new year. And maybe you said yes to one of those areas that I talked about, acceptance or just being reminded that His banner over you is love or or maybe forgiveness or or maybe power to assist you in dealing with certain things or just His grace or You just want to rededicate your life to him or you just want to make things right and make him the Lord over your life. Because maybe you're here and you've never felt that acceptance. You've never felt that forgiveness. You've never felt empowered. You've never felt positioned or you've never felt like there's a specific purpose of why God created you, but there is. And he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it because God is able. He's able to do what he said he would do in you. Maybe he's given you a promise, and you've you've lost that promise. You've thrown it in the trash. You said, forget about it. He's not going to come through. He will come through in his time, not your time. So if you're able to at this time, would you stand with me this morning? And as you stand with me this morning, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that God will touch you, that God will minister to you. I don't know what it is that you, as I was talking, you said, that's me, Pastor, that's me. But I, I literally want to pray that God will do that. And here's, here's what I want us to do. If you, if you can do this with me together. If you can get out of your, your, your seats and just come to this altar. Just, just come right now. We're just, just get out of your seats. Just come forward right now. Don't worry about, well, and don't, just come, just come. We're a family. We're the family of God. We're coming down here to represent oneness and unity. We're going to sing this song together. And this is going to be our prayer in a moment. But I want to pray for you. Right, everyone, just come down. Just come down. Father, in the name of Jesus, just come on Come on down. Come forward. Just come forward, you know. Just come on down. Sometimes, if you want to walk on the water, you got to get out of the boat. And for some of us, we need to get out of our complacency, out of our pride. Just just come down. If you got to bring your purse, bring your purse. I don't know. Come on down. Father, in the name of Jesus, let this be the year that we step out on the boat and we walk on the water and we experience the things that you desire to do in us and through us. Lord, all those things that I read from your holy word is who we are in Christ. Sometimes we don't feel that way. Sometimes we don't feel that we deserve that, Lord Jesus, because of guilt and condemnation. But once we understand that we are accepted, that we are forgiven, that's the first step towards freedom, Lord Jesus. And this year, we choose to live our lives on the platform of your grace, your mercy, your acceptance, and your forgiveness, Lord. So, Lord, as we sing this song, whether we're on our knees or we're standing up or sitting down, wherever we are in this room, Lord Jesus, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do it only you can do in the corridors of every heart, every mind, every life, Lord Jesus. Lord, some people are uncertain. There's, there's, there's things that are going on in the physical realm that they don't know what, what, what's going on with their body or whatever it may be. But, Lord, I pray that as they worship you, that those chains of heaviness and fear would just begin to fade like the morning fog. Because God is able. Just say that in your spirit right now. God is able. God is able to accept me. God is able to forgive me. God is able to give me His power. God is able to to give me His grace to help me to go forward and to do what He wants me to do. And what is that? To do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So Holy Spirit, do what only you can do that I can't do in this moment as we reflect and we respond to your word. In the name above all names, the name of Jesus. Church, let the Holy Spirit minister to you as we sing.